Hello, my friend. Welcome to Something for Everybody, the podcast to help those who listen feel more loved and connected through story sharing. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and my mission is to help you realize your potential and capabilities through conversations and deep insights so you can make your prior best your new baseline. Alexis Brienne joins the podcast today. And Alexis is a fitness competitor, a personal trainer, and a social media influencer. And in this conversation, we talk about the psychological and physical components to preparing for a fitness competition. We also talk about mental health, the importance of having a movement routine, how to handle hardship, and Alexis gives her advice to those young girls struggling out there with their own body image and what she would want to hear if she was in their shoes. This episode is brought to you by Amare. Amare is the mental wellness company and I use their products daily. So click the link in the show notes and head over to Amare to see what products might be best for you. And then you can use the code everybody at checkout for $10 off your entire order. Now, on to episode 156 of Something for Everybody with Alexis Brienne. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Something for Everybody. My name is Aaron Mashbitz. Alexis, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we got this figured out. <laughs> um, we had some timing issues. You being in uh, in LA right now, me being in Dallas, but we got. We're here. We're ready. I'm excited to talk to you about all things sort of fitness, coaching, modeling related. Um, but before I do that, I have a very important question to ask you. The most important question, and it is, how are you? Like, really, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, the transition, even though I've moved here in September, um, it's been tough just kind of adjusting. Um, but I'm doing well and I can confidently say that right now. Mm, Was there a time where you, if I asked you that you wouldn't say that you're doing well? Yeah, I would say when I came out here, I was kind of lost. Um, just at a point where I was over Dallas, um, with what I was doing and I needed a change and I definitely was not doing well mentally. So, um, making that leap was probably the best thing I ever did. And my whole life is on a 360. So, Hmm. So what was going on back in Dallas? Was it stress, overwhelm, other sorts of things? I was kind of stagnant with my lifestyle there. Um, I was in a relationship previously that just wasn't headed in the right direction. Um, Financially, things were great. However, I wasn't really fulfilled with what I was doing um, just because of my personal situation. Um, But I just feel like I outgrew where I was. And that's the perfect way to put it. You know, I, I... I kept seeing this quote was like, when you're most scared to jump, that's when you jump. And I Mm. did. And I don't regret it whatsoever. Yeah. That's like, that's no easy feat, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in like these sort of these sayings, these like philosophical sayings. And then like initially when you see them and you're not at that point in your life where they make sense to you, they're like, next fuck off. Like that's that. Everything happens for a reason. You should jump, like take the chance, all of those things, right? But when yeah. like you feel like you're at that moment and then you see it, you're like, 
yes, I agree yeah. with that thing. And so, I mean, just like all things in life, it's like a timing. It's like a timing deal, right? What's the right time? Is there ever a right time though? Will there be a perfect time? Probably not. Can I make the best out of this situation regardless? Probably. So, <clears throat> I mean, I say all that to say like, it's really hard to just make a huge transition and leave Dallas, Texas, go to Los Angeles, sort of figure it out. Like, um, you know, what sort of advice, I mean, would you have for someone who maybe is trying to do that or change their situation or feels like they're stuck or, or anything like that? I just feel like, like you said, like there is no perfect time for anything. Um, I just feel like to trust where you're at because you reflect and you're like, I see why that had to happen. Um, no matter how unfair it felt at the time, um, you know, he moves mountains and I feel like it just gets to a point to where you're like, you're uncomfortable for a reason. There's a reason you're uncomfortable or something's on your heart. Um, and just to trust where you're at. I mean, I've been at the highest of highs and the lowest of lows and I've still felt some sort of stress, you know? Um, but that change that I made was so unintentional and the way even just reflecting the last six months, the way things aligned is just unreal. Um, and I'm so thankful for it. And I always say now I would go through some of the hardest times in my life just to be where I'm at right now again, because I'm so genuinely happy and just thankful for, for what I have. Mm. So what did you learn about yourself through the hardship? That I am strong for sure. Um, I am an overthinker and I think that's not really a bad thing. Um, I overanalyze a lot of things, but I feel like I'm just a logical person and my emotions definitely get in the way sometimes, but I, I finally let go. I guess you could say during that time period of moving, I just kind of, you know, just take me to where I'm supposed to be. Like I'm just going to go with the flow. Um, and for once just not having control changed everything. So I definitely learned that I, I am type A um, in some situations and this time I wasn't and it, it was for the better. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you sort of have to have that sort of type A obsessive personality to sort of achieve the things that you've achieved. Right, right. You know, in any sort of athletic entertainment domain, right? You have to have this sort of, I'm doing this, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And there's nothing else really outside of it. Yeah. And then it's hard to uh, remove that sense of yourself when you're at this point where you can relax a little bit, where you're not in prep for you per se, or in season for someone else, or in crunch time, if you're a business person, how do I get out of that zone and then get back into that zone in certain areas of my life? That for me, at least that's when I found most challenging. Like I have this athlete brain because I've been an athlete my whole life. And now I coach and do this podcast is sort of like my my field of play. I'm like, this is it. This is my whole life. This is everything. But then Absolutely. I'm like, I have so much other stuff, like my partner, my parents, my friends that I want to give my energy and effort to. So it's like, I don't like the word balance. I'm not going to use it because it just doesn't make sense to me. But like, a, I don't know, like a, like a harmony where if it's still in flow, it still feels right. But when yeah. I'm doing the thing that I'm supposed to be doing, whether it be this podcast or prep or for you, whatever it is, like I'm doing it. But when right. I'm with my partner, I'm with my partner or whatever the case may be. What do you think about that? I completely understand. Um, I was an athlete my entire life too. And then now I do bodybuilding. I'm, this is my fourth prep. I actually started today. Today's day one. My fourth prep. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. This is going to be a good season. I feel it, but I, it consumes you. Right. And it sounds crazy, but when you're, 
doing as much cardio and that's all that's on your mind is I have this many weeks left. I have to eat this. I'm like, I'm starving. I'm tired. Like that consumes your life. And there's days to where it's like, that's my personality is like, I'm in a bad mood because I'm hungry, you know? Um, but I I'm similar because I'm like, that's not my partner's stress. You know, of course he cares, but that's not his place to worry for me. And you have to separate those things. I don't like the word balance either. It's just a lifestyle to me. It's Mm. just a matter of getting a grip and like, how can I fulfill every part of my life and still do what I love? And there's no shame in loving and making it your whole personality, whether it's bodybuilding, soccer, whatever it is, coaching, art, you know, Mm. it's just a matter of being aware of like how others feel around you. And do you feel like you're fulfilled when you're around your family? Do you feel like you're giving it your all, but also staying on track with whatever you're doing? That took a while for me to get a grip, you know, just cause I'm dieting doesn't mean someone else has to suffer. So I'm not that person. <laughs> you can't have that burger. I'm right here, you know, but I, I think that that's just a matter of time, you know, and experience. Yeah, it definitely is like going through the trenches. Yeah, like for the sure. first time, you know, the first time you do anything that's hard, you're like, you know, you don't really know. You're just sort of diving in head first. And then now you're on your fourth. So you're a bit more experienced. So you like know a little bit more and then the next one and the next one. And then, and then your experience can be read, relayed to other people who are about to go through the same journey and they can extrapolate some of these lessons that you've learned and maybe not make the same mistakes, but maybe make the same mistakes. And then, you know, it is what it is. But, um, for those, um, that are wondering a, a little bit more about you, just give us like a little bit of an elevator pitch about what you do day to day. Okay. So, um, and back in Dallas, I was a real estate agent. I absolutely love that field. And I'm hoping to get into that here in Arizona whenever we make the move. Um, but at the moment I'm growing with social media. Um, I do personal training. So I have my own lifestyle and I have one prep client right now. Um, and I'm hoping to take that business to the next level. I've been doing that for two years, a little bit over going on two and a half actually. Um, but that's more of my main concern. You know, I have a passion for fitness and health, not just bodybuilding, but just helping women, um, find confidence and just, I guess you would use the word balance at this, uh, in this situation, just day to day, you know? Um, so right now a day looks for me, like I wake up, um, if I have check-ins that day, I'll take care of those by noon or before noon. Um, I cook at home all the time, especially when I'm on prep. I go to the gym, spend about two, three hours at the gym. Um, my boyfriend does YouTube, so I'm usually helping him film, stuff like that. I have downtime for social media. I spend time with my dog. It's kind of different day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Super. Those are my priorities right now. Sounds awesome. Yeah. I, um, I can't begin to express how much the gym changed my life. Absolutely. Like, I, I don't know how to put it into words. Like, there's probably not one single thing that has molded me into the man I am today outside of the gym and baseball. I absolutely and the gym and cheerleading for me. And it's just like, yeah, it just changed me. I got into the gym when I was 14 years old, when I started wrestling in high school, and now I'm 30 years old, about to be 31 in June, and I haven't stopped. And it's you know, it's, it's different than it used to be. I've transformed a little bit how I work out and stuff, but ultimately it's been my anchor through my most challenging moments in my whole life. And 
I, uh, yeah, I just love the gym. So I'm, I, I'm pumped to be talking to you about it, but like, how did you get into fitness? Why did it become important to you on all that stuff? So I do competitive cheer for 16 years of my life. I started at five. Um, and that took up five to six days of my week all through high school. I, uh, had a year off my junior year. I also did varsity cheer as well, middle school and varsity cheer in high school. So my life was consumed by doing something active. I also did like track and volleyball, like the little seasons here and there. Um, but I'm an athlete and competitive. I love training and whatever I'm, you know, set on giving it my all. So I picked up weightlifting when I was like 15 or 16, but I got serious when I was 17, when I retired from competitive cheer at the time being. Um, my freshman year of college is when I was approached by somebody at a gym. I went to University of North Texas. So somebody nice. had asked me if I'd ever considered, you know, doing a bikini competition, which I had heard about, but I didn't know. Um, I also did pageants. So it kind of went hand in hand, right? You have the fitness aspect and then you have like getting on stage in a bikini and smiling, you know, the fun part. So, um, it, it definitely replaced that cheer aspect of, you know, having the discipline and dedicating time out of your day to go train or whatever you're doing. So that's when it became something serious. And, you know, the high school to college transition is not easy really for anyone. Everybody has a different experience. I wasn't in the sorority. Um, I really didn't do much. I was in a different relationship at that time. So my time looked a lot different than the normal college students. So the gym was kind of my, my escape, I guess. Um, that one thing besides class that I, I got to look forward to, nobody looks forward to class. I look forward to, you know, doing something. So it was, it was really good. And the, my degree was in kinesiology. So just studying how it affected the brain and the body and it, it completely changed my life too. And to this day, if I'm having a bad day, you know, that gym, I don't know. It's not every workout's great, but it's, 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 it does something for you. So yeah, not it, that's a fantastic point, right? Not every workout is great. Just like not every day is going to be great, but ultimately if we make the decision to keep showing up, something good will eventually come from it. I believe that with with my entire being. Like yeah. if you just keep showing up and keep getting back up, no many no matter how many times things knock you down you make transitions you pivot you adjust and you keep showing up and you keep getting back up and then ultimately like the story you're living in right now right things get better and they turn out better than you expected them to turn out absolutely absolutely you know and and then you you come on a podcast and you talk about how grateful you are to to have run into those hardships because they ultimately make you the person that you are today um and so Whoever's going through something right now, stay with it. Keep showing up. You know, you're much more capable than you give yourself credit for. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the gym and it could start in the gym, you know, it could start with anything. But I think having a uh, a physical activity practice of any sort is it is, must be a foundation of every person's life. Absolutely. Know? It's proven, you know, it's I always say I'm like, if my workout was bad, it did something for my mentality. Like there, it's either my brain or my body, like something benefited from that. Um, some people it's running and tennis and something like that. Just, I, I can't explain how physical activity can relate to so many benefits. Um, and that's one thing that made me fall in love with college near the end. Some of those courses, it was just like exercise science had my heart. Cause I'm like, wow, like this is 
actually transformative, like endorphins, like it's just, it's amazing. So it, for me, at least, you know, even if my, like I said, my training session, like today, mine was horrible, but I went in there, had an hour and a half of my time to relax, listen to music, do what I love, regardless if I had the best pump or mind to muscle connection. And I walked out feeling better than I did when I walked in. So, yeah. 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 It's amazing. Um, one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about, I got to sort of, I got to build up to this question. So, so bear with me for a second. Okay. <clears throat> and it's interesting because I, I used to be a professional wrestler. Okay. So I got sort of like you, I got in front of a crowd in my underwear and I was there for entertainment purposes and sort of for people to judge the way I move, look and feel. You know, they're not rating me like you're getting rated, but internally they're thinking about it. Yes. And so in thinking about how I want to ask you this question, I'm like, why did I actively decide to put myself in that environment where I would get judged by people that I don't know? And for me, it was because I wanted the attention. I wanted people to like me because there was a point in my life where I felt like nobody liked me. And so I wanted to become this professional wrestler so that I was the center of attention and that people would like me or they would just notice me even if they were booing me or cheering me i wanted them to like me so i put myself in this environment this judgmental environment on purpose my i my doing i decided to do it for yeah. this reason now <clears throat> i don't know what reasons there are for you or or what sort of popped up when you decided to put yourself sort of uh in a position to be judged obviously that's the point of the competition for your body to be judged your poses all of that stuff yeah. Um, after your first competition, did any of this stuff kind of come up for you? Um, I wouldn't say any of what I do is for validation. Um, like I said, I did pageants. So the judging I was used to, um, it was never something that solidified how I felt about myself. Um, of course people struggle with body image. I, any bodybuilder will tell you no matter what season you're in, I look back at prep photos and I'm like, I thought I looked horrible there. You know, um, it, even if I won the competition. During that prep, I was in my head, like, not enough, you know. Um, I do it more so because I have a passion for the footwork. So mm. I always tell people I love the process. And there's that one, another saying that I have. I, I, I find these sayings and it sticks with me for a period of time, depending on the season of life. Um, but it's, like, not about the destination. It's about the journey and the people you're with on that journey. And I, I stress this to my friends who compete, my clients. I'm, like, enjoy the journey enjoy that process. There's, you know, and every day find beauty in it. This is why you started, you know, it's not for that one day of validation for the couple hours that I'm in a bikini. I smell bad. I'm uncomfortable. You know, I don't, I can't sit on anything. I got tan oil everywhere. I love that because the little girl in me loved going on stage and just smiling. And it sounds crazy, but like, I always find my parents or my, my supporters. And I'm like, I know they're proud of me. So that part is validating. Right. But it's just, it's something different. It's like you work so hard for something and then you get to for yourself. Like you, you made it. It's something personal, you know, like I made it to this day. I did not wake up and have a good day every day and not go to bed with a full stomach and full heart every day, you know, but it's just, it's something about that struggle. And then it's so rewarding for yourself. You know, I always say, like, if I can get through six months of prep or pre-prep than prep, I can do anything. Like, <laughs> it's, 
I can't put it into words, but I wouldn't say any of it's for validation from anyone else. Mm. It's for myself. That's amazing that you've, um, yeah, that's just, that's, that's wonderful. Um, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I eventually sorted that out as a professional wrestler, but man, when I got into it, I wanted people to, I wanted that attention and I wanted all of it. But anyways, <laughs> maybe oh, there's still some of that. That's why I do a podcast. But yeah, I think it's amazing. Like regardless of why your why is, you know, or what your why is, um, it, it's amazing that somebody can even do that. You know, have the guts in the first place, regardless if they're trying to impress someone or themselves. Um, and for me, like when I go through these preps on social media and stuff, not everybody's a fan of how you look. So it does feel good when somebody's like admires that, of course. Um, because you got user whatever nine five four telling you that you look better when you're thirty pounds heavier, and you're like, I worked so hard to get here, you know. But no, I I don't put that in somebody else's hands. Of course, I have my bad days, but for me personally, my why is myself. Yeah. <clears throat> did I mean because pageants are are different than being in a bikini? Uh, sort of. How did you get to the point where you felt comfortable with like very little clothing on on stage? So I, I did glitz pageants. So I did have a bikini um, mm. division from a very young age. I was, I was tiny with a little bikini on. So it, it was never weird to me. And then I also did competitive cheer. Like I said, from the age of five, I had a little crop top on. So for me, like I was never modest, you know, um, same with males. Like I, I don't think anything of it, you know, when a man's up on there with a tiny little swimsuit, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I think it's different when you're really in the industry. Of course, like my dad, my first competition, he was like looking at the other guys when I'm on stage, like you better not. Like, <laughs> it, it, I get it. I get it. It's like a lot. Um, but then again, that would be me worrying about other people's opinions. You know, for me, I don't think anything of it. I'm confident. Um, I was raised in industries where it was normal. Nobody mm. said any different, you know, so um, it's definitely I, I get it from somebody else's point of view. It's probably like, what is she doing in that little diamond bikini on stage, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, it depends on that person's perspective. It could be like, Absolutely. wow, I'm like, how does she do that? The confidence, the beauty, the grace, the presence, yeah. right? It's normally those feelings. Sometimes people just say them in a way that doesn't come off as kind and loving. Absolutely. And I think that's like, especially on social media, right? You're talking about some of these comments, like people may be expressing their real opinions about you, whether you this or that, right? But most of the time they're like, damn, like this person is like getting after it, doing something. I wish I had the same amount of courage to do it. And they do. They just haven't given themselves the chance to go out and try. Because if they try and they don't succeed, well, now they look even dumber than before. But that's not true either right? You tried, you gave your best effort. That's what success really is. is. And so like, but that's, that's like really hard to think about all of that when you're getting this comment on social media that says you look like a fat, ugly dinosaur, right? It's like, yes, I I know that it's like the person struggling and they feel hurt and unloved and unseen. But like, also that comment is about me. And it also makes me doesn't doesn't make me feel good. Right. So it's like, it's really hard. So that's why we like got to take a step back, take a deep breath, like, okay, like, can I put myself in this person's shoes? Yes, I can. All right. Maybe I can say nothing or maybe I can say something that might change their whole freaking day. Right. So I get it. I get it. It's just something you got to remind yourself, no matter what you're pursuing, not everybody's going to be on board, but that person doesn't affect your day to day. You know what I mean? They're not living the life you live. So it doesn't matter. You know, um, 
I'm not interested in everybody's interests, you know, like what they do for a living or for fun. That doesn't mean I have to put my opinion out there. So whenever people do, it's like, you know, they still gave me some engagement on social media. So I'm not mad. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Look at the positive side of it for sure. Yeah, hard not yeah. to be shadow banned these days. So I'm like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, talk to me about um, body image and, and this idea of body positivity, right? It's like, yeah. um, what do you think about both of those things? For body image, I just feel like that's a natural thing, um, especially if you're in the social media scene, right? It's easy to compare. Personally, I don't really compare. I just look at myself and I'm like never satisfied, I swear. Um, but I, as the years have gone by, I've definitely developed this confidence to where I'm like, I'm better than I was a year ago, mm. you know, um, before I started this. So it's just, it just takes time loving yourself. Um, I think every time, you know, I, I caught myself the other day reading a story about someone who was really sick and I'm just thankful that my body functions, you know, and I think it's important to, instead of being so hard on yourself, your body's functioning. And that's what I always tell myself is like, I woke up this morning. Everything's working the way it's supposed to that I know of. I, I'm healthy or whatever it may be. Just being thankful for what you do have versus what it looks like. Now, that's hard because I'm in the aesthetic part of it to where it's like, oh, this could be bigger. This could be, you know, tighter. You know, it's just it's something everybody struggles with. You know, one day I'll wake up and I'm in love. And the next day I'm like, what what have I done to my body? <laughs> like, it's not where I want it to be. And um, that's different from body positivity, you know. Uh, it depends on what context we're using that in, but I think healthy is beautiful and whatever that may be, if you're functioning and everything looks great. Uh, and when it comes to blood work, I'm like, yes, doesn't matter what the outside looks like as far as uh, my off seasons go. Yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I agree with you on, on the, on the body image stuff. Yeah. I mean, by body positivity is sort of this like, I don't know. It seems like an empty phrase that people just throw out to cover up unhealthy behavior. That's not okay. And I, I just, I'm not a, a proponent of that. I'm not either. And it's hard for me to be out here and to say a lot of that. Um, but I, I, especially when you know the science of the body and how it functions, um, it breaks my heart that that's just, you know, I want everyone to be confident, but you should also take your health into consideration. And it's, it's hard because some people just slap that word on it. Like, and I get it, like be confident, but also maybe work towards benefiting you and living longer. You know, it, it, it does break my heart the way society treats that and abuses that word or that phrase. Um, and it is hard for me not to be unhappy when I see like major brands that I used to dream of being on the cover of are, are completely, demolishing those dreams, you know, <laughs> just the way they've changed just to make people comfortable with being unhealthy. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's been tough to look at like, cause when I, when I think of body positivity, I'm like, there's no one on planet earth who loves every part of their body all the time. It just no. doesn't, it doesn't exist. No. Like, but there are people who have now become to appreciate their body because of how wonderful it is and because how many amazing things it does because they're using it actively every day right. and it's showing them that holy shit yes you can 
you can rock climb and you can hike two miles and you can run a lap and you can walk a dog and you can do Zumba and you can do yoga and you can fucking carry your baby and you can get all this shit. Like you're doing it. And like, then you start to realize like, yeah, my arms can be bigger and my, my legs have a little extra fat. And yes, I have some thing on my butt. Like, but then it goes away because you realize like, oh, but like my body is like, awesome like it's yeah. doing shit every day and, and i'm like, working towards that every day you know right you know bettering myself uh, but when it comes to your health you know internally not even externally when it comes to what's going on internally that's when it raises the red flag i'm not i'm not you know that phrase should not be aligned with something that is killing someone you know mm. and and like i said it just it hurts my heart to where because i feel like a lot of the the people or the whoever's saying that they don't believe that there's not real positivity there you know that's something that they've kind of told themselves even though they're shortening their lifespan by so many years and they're not feeling their best that's the biggest thing is you don't feel good right Um, it's 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 crazy it's a lot um and like i said just going to college during this time and i did have professors who either really sugarcoated that or were really blunt about it like you know, what's going on internally is concerning. Mm. So yeah, those two things are body image and body positivity are completely separate in my eyes. And one, everyone struggles with, and the other one is just something that I haven't gotten on board with. (laughs) Yeah. It's a term that's, that's been, um, you know, misused to represent something that it doesn't represent. And in my eyes, if you are actively trying to love something, that means you're actively trying to take care of it Absolutely. and actively trying to take care of something doesn't mean you're perfect. Nope. Nope. If I, I'm actively trying to love my partner right now, do I do a, a perfect job every day? Nope. But I'm trying. And the same thing with my body, the same thing with my health, same thing with my nutrition. It's all just effort. It's all just effort. All it is. And, and there's something yeah. beautiful about that discomfort of still wanting to be better. There's something mm-hmm. beautiful because you're, you know, just headed in the right direction. But when you come to just be comfortable or you enjoy being stagnant with something, it's just a dead end. And with everything, just relationships and your mental, like just everything, your positions, it it's just not bound to go anywhere, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and then it relates to, to your mental health, right? Like this, this, thing that you talked about earlier, right? Your brain and your body being bi-directional. Things you do for your body help your brain. Things you do for your brain help your body. Right. And the same way you think about things, your perception is also an, affects your, your mental health. And the way I view myself is a huge part of my mental health. And now there's a, there's a, lar- there's a large narrative around the term love yourself. And I agree, you should love yourself or again, try to love yourself. But if you're someone who despises themselves deeply, then to love yourself is a very hard thing. It's like running, sprinting across the whole world, right? But there's like, there's like little steps you can take every day, like minor things, like getting in the gym and seeing your body transform over six months. Like, oh, like I used to hate my arms. Now it's like, wow, they like look better. That's a version of actively taking care of yourself. That's a version of being closer to appreciating and caring for yourself like someone who loves themselves. Yes. And then three or four years down the line, you're like, Oh, I, I like, I like mostly like myself now. This is like pretty fucking cool. And you went on that journey because you actively tried, you gave yourself your best effort. And that's like, 
the best advice I can give for anything, for your mental, your physical, your overall well-being, your whatever. Like give yourself your best effort and then things end up working out like all right or better than you thought they could, at least in my estimation. And like I said, with with me personally with bodybuilding, you know, when I'm at my tiniest, I'm like, oh, I need more weight in my face or somewhere else, you know. And then I get there and I'm like, oh, I'm too big. You know, like it's just, you're never satisfied. So like, that's why I tell my clients, enjoy the process. Enjoy where you're at. Trust where you are. Work in the direction you're headed. You know, that's, that's your focus right there. And love yourself through it all. You know, I find myself all the time, like, oh my gosh, my, my face gains a lot of weight whenever I'm 20 to 30 pounds heavier and I'm pushing food in my mouth all day. So <laughs> I struggle with that all the time. I'm like, oh, I look so round. Like right now I'm like peak bulk. Just now starting my cut and I'm looking at myself like, oh my gosh. But I I just feel like you're never in the moment. Like you never catch a break, especially women my age right now with the beauty standards and social media. Like you just, it's just never enough. And that goes for really anyone. That's just what I relate to. Um, and I just want to tell someone, if you're waking up every day and you know something's in your control and you're working towards it, love yourself. Like give yourself a pat on the back for that. You woke up today and you got one thing done that got you closer to that goal. Instead of just, you know, I get if something's out of your control, whatever it may be, work, physical appearance, appearance, uh, relationships, that, yeah, that's something that is normal to stress over. But if it's something that you are actively working towards, there's something validating that's like, I can breathe, you know, um, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. So. I get it. It's, it's all related and your mental health, you know, that's, you take care of yourself and that mind will eat you alive if you let it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I had to really learn. Um, no matter how many people I surrounded myself, no matter how distracted I was, I went to bed with myself and I woke up with myself every day mentally. That's, that's all you got for the rest of your life. It's what's in your head. Um, and when you hate yourself, it's just, it's just a life of betrayal and just, hurt and pain and it's just not worth it you know so I feel like for me exercise and fitness um it's changed my life in so many ways I just circled back to that but it's just I wake up and I know there's something to look forward to that's going to better myself so I hope that really helps those at home who are just unhappy and feel stuck and whatnot so yeah you're not alone. Every girl faces it, whether they're where you want to be or what's 10 steps behind you. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to know about the sort of the psychological effects of prep. Okay. Like I, I watched our mutual friend, Alex go through it. Uh, I've never done it, but in your uh, experience, like what's it like? What do you, what do you, what, what zone do you have to get in? What things do you, are you dealing with? I know you're dealing with a lot physically because that's the thing, but mentally you're also just going through a tremendous amount of things. Like how do you personally handle those things? So I would say you wake up every day with boxes to check and that's what goes through my head. I go on autopilot and I get everything done. Um, it is hard to live a normal life and go through these preps if you want to going to be somewhere in this uh, industry. So I've had preps where I've done it all. I'll go do my cardio. I'll make my meals. I'll finish my last meal at seven. And I would go out with my friends till midnight. Um, Cause I created that, that schedule to where it's like, okay, like I said, the very beginning of this, this is not their, it's not their prep. This is, this is my 
my goal that I'm working towards and they don't get to suffer because of me. So um, you have to set yourself up for success by planning ahead. Um, you wake up and it's just a lot because you, you're like, oh, I have 16 more weeks of this. So it's just a mental game. I would say that's the biggest thing. It's just a mental game. You're in your head 24 seven. You know, you have so much to do and you know, you do get that time crunch, you know, you're coming up on six weeks and that's not a lot of time. It may sound like it to the average person, but when you're about to get on stage in a little bikini and show what you've been working on, something that you've been talking about for 30 weeks, uh, it's a lot on your brain. So I would say that that's, that's the biggest competition is yourself. You know, you want to do better than you did the previous season. You want to prove yourself right um, and do what you said you were going to do. Uh, food is hard too. I'm sure Alex has told you, you, you have dreams about food. Like right now I'm at the end of my off season. So we went to Cheesecake Factory yesterday and I didn't really touch my cheesecake, but I know no. six weeks from now, I'm going to have dreams about that cheesecake. <laughs> that, that's crazy how much food plays a role in your life. And I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast about this and your body goes into survival mode. This is why a lot of women um, have binge eating disorders after shows yeah. and men, because he you know, there's studies that related to like us being um, back in the days where we would hunt for our food and you'd find a deer and you haven't eaten in days. So your body naturally thinks I got to eat as much as I can mm. to make this last. Uh, so that's, that's crazy. That's a crazy thing to put yourself through to know that that's a risk. Um, but I think the more you get to know yourself, which you really get to know yourself through these preps, it really benefits you in the long run. And it becomes more of a, I, I think you have to be kind of crazy to do these, these things, this sport, um, especially if you keep doing it. Cause you find people that are like, Oh, I love food too much. And I'm like, do you know how much I love food? I love food. So um, it's just, like I said, every day, just a mental game. Just like, can I get through today? And you do <laughs> not always, but, perfect, you but you do it. You give it your all some, some way, shape or form. I mean, I, th I it, it it absolutely amazes me because you you have had to de develop this 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 innate discipline to just get it done, right? Like, and that in itself is is unbelievable because like we feel motivated at times, right? But motivation comes and goes; it's fleeting, yes. right? This discipline that you've developed eats this motivation for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then. But you're also eating all your other meals that you planned out. But, you know, your discipline holds you through. And that's like a that's like an internal commitment you have to make. Right. Yeah. Um, and so did you always have this discipline? Did you develop it in cheerleading? Has it just been part of you? I did develop. I've always like I said, I've always had that competitive mindset. So even as a kid, my dad would say, like, when you set your mind to something, you did it. Whether it was like, don't touch that, Alexis. I did it. I wanted to. I did it. So I played sports and, you know, I had to be at practice early. I would, I would get there 15, 20 minutes early. I'd dedicate two to three hours out of my day to cheer or track or volleyball, whatever I was doing. Um, so I already had that down. That's the gym. That's how I relate it to just going to the gym and training. You know, that's, that's instilled in me to dedicate that time. I can do that. I can make time. I'll get up early. Um, for nutrition, that was hard at first. I was already tracking macros because I wasn't happy with my body my freshman year of college post quitting cheer. Mm. So I gained all that weight, not from drinking. I really wasn't ever a drinker. 
So it was just from eating and not moving as much. So I started tracking. So that wasn't as hard. It was more of like the healthy eating, you know, you can't have the Nutty Buddies and the Rice Krispie Treats all the time. Um, luckily, I'm with a coach now that kind of educated me as well as school that you can have, you can fit those in every now and then. But that part is do or die. You know, your nutrition, whether you're competing or not, is everything. It affects how you think and function internally. Um, so I've developed more of a love for healthy eating. So that part's easier. And like I said, it's just it's all in your mind. Like if you sit there and think it's a chore, you're going to struggle. You're going to suffer. You're going to fold. If you think I get to do this today. And that's, that's where my mind changed. When I was cheerleading, my coach would say like, you have the legs, you get to go tumble. You get to go on that mat and show what you've been working on however many hours a week. So it's just, it's a luxury. It's just like, I'm so grateful that I get to go work out today and feel better. And I get to put this food in my body. I have access to this food and I get to eat it and cook it in my kitchen. You know, we take so much for granted. So it's just something that really added to my life. And I would say it even saved my life in some, some cases to where I was at a really low point. And we can talk about that too. If you want my last prep, I mentioned mm -hmm. that it was really hard for me. So. Yeah. I, I, I want, I'd love to get to that in a second, but I, I want to double click on something you just, just said, which yeah. is, uh, developed a love for healthy food. Yeah, that to me is a a golden nugget. That's a, just a beautiful piece of wisdom, right? Because, yeah. like, we can we can develop a love for anything if we are taking this piece of whatever asparagus, broccoli, you know, whatever, and saying this is very good and it's very good for me and it it's nutritious. It feels good. I like it. I enjoy it then your body is going to be more receptive to that. And it's also going to crave those sorts of things. Now, every once in a while, you can have, you know, it's not about being perfect. It's never going to be that. Well, yeah. you have to be perfect now in prep. But for the regular person, you know, they're just like, you know, think about trying to eat well the majority of the time. But like you said, if you develop a love for healthy food, then your body will want that and be receptive to that. And that's, I mean, that's fantastic. It's all mental game. And it, it's true. When you get to know... And I'm sure everybody has heard about how processed foods are. And I enjoy that. I I love processed food. Please understand. Crumble cookie. I love Chick-fil-A. I love <laughs> all the things. Um, my skin doesn't. But I I always talk about how good I feel when I, I am eating clean. When you know something came from the earth and it's it's doing its job in your body you know if you learn how to season things and sauces and i can help you with that whoever's listening to this or even you um that'll change food but it's all in your head you know people are born and they're like oh i hate vegetables because it's good for you and it's forced down your throat as a child you know or mm. i hate food but i'm like it came from the earth like it's supposed to be like what you're eating like it's it's for us <laughs> so um there's just a common misconception with healthy food and whole foods and if people really knew what was going on internally i don't think a lot of people would touch certain sodas or certain restaurants um or foods ever again yeah i agree yeah i love that framework of yeah. just taking um taking things not as granted but for granted or sorry taking things not for granted but as granted right right yeah yeah. So that's beautiful. Um, but yeah, I would love to touch on, um, 
your last prep and, and why it was so challenging for you? Yeah. So I was in, like I said, um, not the greatest relationship. I had been in that since high school. Um, mm -hmm. No hard feelings, but it just wasn't a good environment for me. And your environment's everything. When you are prepping and you are manipulating your food and you are training as hard as you are and doing all this cardio, you're already fighting your own body. You're, you're tired. You're, you know, depleted. Um, when your hormones come into play, that's important. I was so stressed because of my home life, my environment that my body, your cortisol, which is your stress level, essentially, if it goes up, your body's going to fight you. Mm. You know, you won't drop weight. A lot of people don't realize how stressed they are, that like it affects everything in your body. It affects everything. Um, and some people who are overweight, like a lot of it's cortisol. Like they're, you know, I was eating healthy. I was running, I was walking, um, drinking all the water, but because I was so unhappy, um, with my state of mind and my environment, my body was fighting against me. So I had the choice to pull out of prep. I could have saved thousands of dollars and stopped prep, but I'm, I'm not one to give up on anything. And I knew going into that show, um, it was actually nationals, but I knew going into it that I wasn't going to do as well as I could have. I know, and I know that I'm capable of, right. Um, but that prep last year, distracted me in a way not that you should ever prep out of distraction it's not something it's like a job like you have to love it and if you're smart about it you'll do it when you're ready mm -hmm. um but I, when i started i was fine but when towards the end of that i was getting out of my relationship I, I had to move back home for a second um i was staying with my family all over the metroplex um i was traveling it just wasn't ideal for weight loss and not that it's a weight loss journey, but just to where to get to where I needed to be. But because I had something on my plate, like going to exercise, it held me accountable. And I would say if I didn't have those hours of exercise and escape and cardio and healthy eating, if I would have fed into my depression and ate Oreos all day and sat on my couch and cried, like I can't imagine where I'd be right now. You know, that just by treating my body right um, and having that to-do list every day completely saved me, completely distracted me in the best way possible. Um, like I said, you shouldn't prep just because you're in a bad situation. Um, it's not healthy and you really won't get to where you want to be. But I chose to keep going because I was so thankful that it shaped me to where I am now. Um, I, I didn't get my pro card. I didn't even do as near as good as I wanted to. But I'll always remember that prep being the most life-altering prep that just kept me on my feet. And after that prep, I made friends at that competition who were on my team that are in LA. She just moved, but I came to visit her. Mm. It, it just, how it aligned because I woke up one day and I talked to my coach, I'm going to this at home. My body's not responding. He's like, do you want to keep going? If I would not have kept going, I would not be where I'm at right now. I would not be in the best, most healthy relationship. I would not live in this beautiful apartment with my brand new puppy and my new jobs and, goals like everything unfolded so beautifully and at that time I was at the lowest of lows and it's just amazing how it all just unfolded so mm. it that prep I'll always remember I that was probably the worst I've ever looked on stage but it was the most beautiful beautiful thing and I know one day when I am rewarded that pro card I'm gonna remember like how my my bodybuilding journey led me to that point yeah
what a what a remarkable story. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mentioned at the top some of these like uh, old time sayings, like everything happens for a reason. And yeah. I think that sort of dismisses the intense action that people take to find out the reason for the thing happening. Yeah. You know, like you went through this thing. You now know the reason why you're in this beautiful relationship, prepping for your prep in a great mental state, all of these things, right? You found your reason, but the the reason you found it is because you decided to go through the trenches right. and say, fuck it. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep showing up. And you right. did. And it turned out this way. Like, yeah. I think that statement is powerful if we decide to still take action when we feel our worst. Yes. Then, yes, the reason, the beautiful, magical reason might just un unveil itself and, and reveal itself to you. Then you're like, yeah, this is why. But yeah. you decided to take action even when you didn't even come close to feeling like taking it. And right. that action could be as simple as just like taking a shower or yeah. like brushing your teeth or going for a walk or like getting on the phone with your friend to FaceTime to say like, I see a person. I love you. You're not alone. Like yeah. any of those things. Yeah. It doesn't have to be as gigantic as you just like getting after it and doing prep, right? But all of those lessons that you're telling us can be extrapolated into your own life. Like, but to find the reason, my ultimate point is that to find the reason you have to continue to have action and yeah. to have action just means you're showing up. And yes. again, you're giving yourself your best effort. So thank you for sharing. That's, that's beautiful. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Um, any other things you'd like to to mention about uh what people get wrong about sort of bodybuilding fitness competitions anything that people should know that they that you feel like they don't kind of back to the, like the validation thing um i feel like especially just women will kind of shame other women for doing this sport um mm -hmm. And sometimes it's older women. And I want to say the women who kick my ass at these national shows are my mom's age. Really? Every time I've been to nationals, this woman's like, oh, I have a daughter your age. And I'm like, you're older than my mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of like build people up, like who decide to be crazy and go after these dreams, no matter, you know, how insane they are to do all this and put their bodies through this. Um, if it's regardless of what they're pursuing, I think that people are so quick on social media because they're hiding behind a screen to tear other people down. Not me necessarily, but just, I just say support and you never know what someone's going through. Like I said, that prep last year, you know, I can't imagine some people face death during their preps and they still keep going. That's amazing. I have really close friends that have experienced that losing their father um, during preps and they still went on stage for them. So even if they don't look the best, you know, you never know what somebody went through. So, they still did it. They yes, still did it. Science and the, you know, it's it's hard to control every factor. Um, you can only do so much. So I think a lot of, like I said, just opinions and stuff. It's just like you never know. So be sweet to people. That goes for anything though. You're at a store, especially out in Los Angeles. People are like I said, so quick to be mean that I'm like, I hope you have a good day. I, yeah. I just want to give you a hug. I feel like you haven't had one of those in a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's the beautiful energy that everyone should have. Cause yeah. there's just a, there's a domino effect. There's a, there's some positivity resonance that comes off of people like that. Like right. you said something nice, they said something nice. Now there's a downstream effect. Now everyone on earth is 
like literally everyone on earth is feeling these sorts of ways. Like, cause someone smiled at them or opened the door for them or yeah. asked them if they could help them carry their groceries to their car. Like just like yeah. super simple, but quite powerful acts of kindness. Yes. Everyone needs a hug. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Needs a hug and a nice compliment. <clears throat> um, I have one more thing that I want to ask you. Okay. And it's about the, the young teenage girl. Okay. Who, um, who's struggling right now. Like, cause I think a lot of young teenage girls are struggling right now. They're more anxious than they've ever been before. And there's, there's many reasons why, but a lot of it has to do with social media and they're scrolling through social media and they're seeing all of these absolutely gorgeous women who look perfect. Sometimes fake, sometimes not just depends on the situation. Right. But granted off the top, all of these women who do like work really hard, like let's just get, put that out there. Right. You can't like anyways, but these, these young girls are scrolling and they're just not feeling good about themselves. They're like, I don't look like that. My body's like weird. Um, what, what would you say to them? What, what advice would you give them now that you're an older, older adult? Every girl goes to this. Um, we didn't have social media like that when I was a younger teenager, but we did have social media in a way. Um, my advice is when you see people like this, that you really just find yourself like, if it's hurting you, you can unfollow these people. But I think the beauty of it is choosing to look up to them. You know, what do they mm. do that I love that I can look, you know, I could work every day towards. And also just realize everybody's different. Everybody has different strengths. Social media is just a mask. Like it, it's not real. You only put the good things out there really, you know? So I think instead of choosing to be jealous and feel bad about yourself, everybody's beautiful in their other, in their own ways. Um, and if it's something that they're doing, like it's their life, you have no idea what that person went through to get there. And your time will come Let you know, like I said, you will go through all these valleys um, to get to where you need to be and just love yourself. There's a reason you were created this way. Um, you know, even me, like living in Los Angeles, I worked in plastic surgery for a little bit and you see what some of these people do. And it's just, it roots back to them just not being confident because of what they see. Mm -hmm. Just love yourself. Know you are loved. You are worthy and you are bound to do amazing things. Whatever that may be, you know, just all in due time and your situation is not permanent, whatever it is, your looks, your physical appearance are going to change day to day so that can be controlled like everything's okay hmm. beautiful yeah all right last question and then i'll let you go okay if you alexis were to have a billboard let's say a billboard in los angeles and millions of people were going to see that billboard every single day what would you put on it you are worthy I think oh that's man the biggest thing because i've 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 I know what it feels like to feel unworthy. I know everybody feels that way at some point, whether it's a job, a relationship, um, regardless of what it is, but you are. And I think it's a good reminder, um, no matter who you are, where you are, that you are worthy of everything that you've ever wanted. I agree very much, 100%. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate this conversation. Um, thanks for taking the time. Absolutely. And where can people follow you if they just uh, uh, they just want more of you? Alexis Brienne on Instagram. Um, pretty much on every platform, it's Alexis Brienne. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Absolutely.
Thank you for tuning in to that episode with Alexis Brienne. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And if you could drop us a rating or review on Spotify or Apple or really wherever you listen or watch this podcast, it really does help this show get in front of new eyes and I greatly appreciate it. But the absolute best way to support this podcast is through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Aaron Mashbitz directly supports me, this podcast, and my mental health nonprofit, You Are Loved. So click the link in the show notes and see which tier might work best for you. But most importantly, above all else, above all else, please take good care of yourselves and others. And I'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.